Good morning, Arsenal community. Welcome to Weekly Surgery Breakfast Show on a Sunday morning with a very special guest. But before we get into it, my amazing Arsenal community, let's smash the Albert JTV intro. See you soon, people. Arsenal community, you are locked into Albert JTV. Subscribe to my channel and hit that notification bell. Declan Rice's performance in that quarterfinal against France was elite level. Fantastic move, personally. It, it kind of caught myself and probably Arsenal fans a bit left field in terms of. And there you have it, people. Good morning and welcome to Albert JTV for a weekly surgery special. Well, technically, it's a weekend surgery special, but. As I like to say, smash the like button and welcome to Albert JTV once again. Now, I have a very special guest with me, so I haven't got him for very, very long. And I'm going to bring him in right now. There he is, people. You might recognise him. Uh, Mr. Tom Cantor from Google Talk TV and, of course, Football.London. Tom, welcome to Albert JTV, particularly for weekend stroke weekly surgery. That's right, mate. Pleasure to join you, as always. Tom, I have to apologise to you twice, right? I said this to you before the live stream. The first reason is when I went to the home game against Brighton, we tried to tend to meet up before, but I don't get to the ground early enough because you have to start very, very early. Mm. So I'm going home from the game in my rude boy, green puffer jacket, Michelin style. Um, and I knew it was Tom. Was, uh, Tom was randomly standing next to me. I, I couldn't believe it. Now, I knew it was Tom. But Tom didn't know it was me, so I've reached over to give him a big hug. He's probably thinking, who the bloody hell is reaching out to hug me? He could have had a knife, he could have had anything with it, but it was me. It was a very strange meeting. It's like a, it was like a Tinder date, but um, Tom, sorry to scare you. <laughs> and the second apology, I've just gone through the Albert JTV history books. This is only the second time mm. you've been on my channel. First mm. time as a soloist. Because you don't like me. Now, Tom, that is that is that is that is just lies. It's just uh, it's terrible. I, I should have got you one a lot sooner. I've known you long enough now. So I thought, you know what? He does a breakfast shows normally. I'm gonna mm. ping him a message to see if he's free for 15, push it to like 20, 25 minutes. And you said yes. So Tom, thank you for coming on. No, of course, mate. No problem at all. No, big up to you. Thank you. So people, when you do join the chat, drop in a nice virtual hello and you know, um, a thumbs up and a smash a like for my channel as well, people. But Tom. I'll do some quick housekeeping before we get into the main talking point. And let's talk Mikel Arteta. Um, big up to, of course, yesterday watching the FA Cup. Maystone United um, beating Stevenage, I think, in the previous round. Was it, was it Stevenage, was it? Um, mm, yeah. So. Yeah, I it was Stevenage. Yeah, 68 places above them. Beat them at home. And then, obviously, yesterday, a fantastic win in at... Portman Road. I think they took 4,000 fans, Tom. That's, that's mm. an incredible, incredible trip. Um, fantastic win. Big up George Ellicobi. And hopefully they will get 
a plum home tie against a Premier League club. And one mm. last bit of housekeeping. Um, big up to my, my heritage, my blood for beating Cameroon yesterday, convincingly, in my opinion, a 2-0 win. And we've got Angola in the quarterfinals on Friday. Big up Osherman and Lukman and, and Shemi Ajayi and, and um, my guy Alex Iwobi, of course, man. So, yeah, well done, Super Eagles. We're through. And on the downer, um, we saw a League One yesterday. I think it was Portville, Portsmouth, which I think has been coming for a while. A fan jumping onto the pitch, going mm. after the referee. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was seeing mm. in League One level, by the way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Tom, quick thoughts quickly on housekeeping, but just get your opinions, really. Yeah, well, Maidstone United are outside literally 20 minutes from me. Um, so uh, it's I know the, the community there obviously will be absolutely buzzing uh, with that result. One fan had more of a trip than the rest. I don't know if you saw they fell no. from the, the tier onto the lower I tier. I saw, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Crazy. I don't know what led to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully they're all right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. heard anything since. Um, and, of course, yeah, AFCON is... is has been afconning uh it's been some amazing drama uh already in the group stage of course and uh yeah nigeria comfortably flew through now to the, the quarterfinals of the face angola where you'd imagine they're they're going to beat angola i know they they won comfortably in their game against nabimbia in a game that i think both had a man sent off the angola went down to 10 really early on yeah. Um, and then, uh, then of course, leveled the scores uh, with Namibia getting their own red card a little bit later on. But uh, yeah, we got some interesting games there. Of course, Egypt, uh, Congo, and Equatorial Guinea against uh, Guinea. So we got the Guinea Derby uh, today yeah. as well. Yeah, fair play. Touch wood, people. Nigeria, the Super Eagles make it through against Angola. Tom, did you hear about Marcus Rashford? Yes, I have seen that story. Um, yeah. yeah. If it's true, now you've always got to put an if because it's only one side of the yeah. story. If it's true, I guess the question is, is Eric Ten Hag going to treat Rashford like he treated Sancho? So I suppose that's the the question mark. I mean, Man United have... They got, have they got a game today? They've got... Oh, God. Have they got an FA Cup? Oh, uh, yeah, man. they've got Newport County away that's today. It. So it. it'll be interesting to see if he's in the squad for that. I'd be shocked if he's in the squad for that. Mm. Like said, if it's true, I said, I couldn't believe what I'm hearing. I mean, apart from yeah. falling asleep or being late for team meetings, then how, how worse could it get? But it's enough about that, Tom. I'm, I brought you on here for a reason. Let's talk about um, uh, our, our main guy, our, our boss, um, Mikel Arteta, who, 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 who divides a lot of opinion, um, mm. <laughs> either spectrum, um, for or against. But so I want to talk for, back to the beginning, Tom, really. So... Sort of end of last season, um, it's a two-part question, but um, it kind of falls into the line of expectations. Um, you know, unfortunately, we couldn't get the job done winning the league last season. We fell off, still burns a little bit, Tom. It just wrangles me when I go to, go to bed, you know, sometimes I like, oh, could have won that league title. So at the end of last season, it's expectations um, going into the start of the season. Where was you with the manager off the back of the end of last season and coming into the start of the 2023-24 season? Well, I mean, I was delighted with with um, the fact that Arsenal had kind of returned to the title-chasing sphere. It had been so long since I'd even, you know, talked about, covered, um, witnessed Arsenal in a, a genuine title race. I know we've threatened to pretend sometimes in previous years and yeah. we finished, what, second in 2016 when Leicester won the league, but we ne we weren't in that title race. I know we when we beat Leicester and Welbeck scored that last-minute goal, it felt like we might have been, but... 
I don't think we were ever really in the end in that race. Um, and we finished second, obviously, on the final day. And then you've got the ones at the end of uh, the 2010, uh, you know, the noughties era up to 2010. Yep. There were a few times in the late period of that where we threatened as well. But, and then, of course, you know, the Eduardo injury that kind of Ooh. ended our title yeah. race, if you will, in some ways in that season. But last season, for me, represented kind of the evidence um, that Arsenal are indeed back uh, in the equation. And, and this season going into it, my expectation for Arteta was that we had to push on. Um, but this season, we faced far more challenges this season already than we faced throughout the entirety of last season. You know, we'd lost Thomas Partey, who played 33, I think, games last year in the Premier League, his best season in terms of availability. This season's his worst. Um, we lost £38 million worth of investment in Jury and Timber off the first game. Um, of course, Granite Xhaka moved on and we thought that we were going to be evolving in the midfield, but injuries have sadly put an end to that. We've lost the likes of Jesus for months. Trossard was missing. Martinelli was missing. Vieira, Smith-Rowe have been missing for extended periods as well. And, and Ben White's been carrying this knock, as has Saka as well been carrying a knock throughout the first half of the season also, because we haven't got the depth at the moment to, to cope with those because it's it's been injured or we still need to do a little bit more recruitment of struggle with the financial freedom. But... Arteta ultimately has put us into this position where the expectations are higher than they've ever been in a lot of fat young fans in particular memory. I think that's created the, the diverse discussion and debate that we have today. No, well said. Now, this leads on... Now, why is Arteta such a big talking point? That's a very good question. And actually, it's quite an easy question to answer because obviously, Tom, there's been talks that he will get... What's he? So he, he signed a contract extension 18 months ago, if I'm right, Tom, Tom mm -hmm. if I'm wrong. Um, contract expires the 24-25 season. There is talk now he will get a new contract. So that is why I've ranted Pumpkin. He's always been a big talking point anyway, but even more so um, because, like we said at the outset, there's detractors for on, and against with Mikel. So, um, so, Tom, in terms of expectations, we stay on of that. I mean, at the start of the season, before ball was kicked, I said that Arsenal, I want to see another title challenge. I don't I don't think they'd win it personally. I thought it would be a little bit short again. Um, I want us to see us pick up one of the domestic cup competitions because some people might feel that they've been a bit neglected, really, apart from the win in 18-19. And then I think we lost Liverpool in the Carabao Cup semi-final. Tom, was it two seasons ago, was it? I think, or three seasons ago? Um, yeah, Carabao Cup. Yeah, against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah when, when Thomas Party came back from AFCON literally the same day and played and got sent off. off at Anfield, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing was to win a domestic cup competition, challenge for a league title, um, and go. I, I think I, said, I was quite specific. I said I think I said quarterfinal with the Japanese league. I, th mm. I think I definitely said that. Um, mm. So in terms of expectation, Tom, what were yours? Yours in terms of what I've just ruled off, and taking mm. it forward to twenty-one games into the Premier League season, where are your expectations sit now? Yeah, I think that I think we're a little bit behind where I expect us to be. Um, I thought we would have gone further in the League Cup. Um, I thought yeah. we would have gone further in the FA Cup. That said, obviously, it was Liverpool who were the moment the best team in the country that we got drawn against, of course, in the first round uh, and been knocked out by them in a game in which I think we deserve to win, actually, overall. Sure. Quite unfortunate to go out. Yeah. Uh, so that was frustrating. But the context is it was Liverpool uh, that knocked us out. And then... Champions League's been going good. You know, we topped our group relatively comfortably, even though I was a little scared with that game in Lons. I was in Lons for that that game. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was... At the, when we lost that game, I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, we might be in a bit of trouble, but actually, in the end, it was completely fine. 
and we we won the group with a game to spare. But the Premier League's been, I think the Premier League has been a little Strange. bit. It's been a discussion because of how good others have been, in particular Liverpool and Villa um, yeah. in the equation. Of course, Spurs are up there as well with Ange in his first season. Tom, I mentioned them, Tom. I mentioned. Them. <laughs> I know it's hard, but at the same time, like the critics are going to look at. And in his first season and what he's doing, if he was to get Tottenham into the Champions League place in his first campaign, that would be seen as a huge achievement. Uh, Unai Emery, of course, what he's done at Aston Villa, if they were getting to the top four as well, an amazing achievement. It's probably going to be one of those two that is the fourth team. Um, and Arsenal have got to keep looking over their shoulders in some ways as well because it's, it is tight at that fourth spot. But Arsenal remain in the hunt for the title as well. We've got the chance to play Liverpool in you know a week's time from today. Yep. We've got a Forest game on Tuesday. We have to win that first. But that Liverpool game, if you beat Forest, who have been pretty dreadful, to be fair, but they've had a really good record against us in the city ground. Um, but yeah, if we can beat Liverpool, then all of a sudden things look very, very different. And now we've got the situation with Liverpool where Klopp's announced he's leaving and that creates another fiasco. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that was a shock when I was at work and that came through. I was like, wow, mm. um, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Fair play to Liverpool because apparently he went to them in November and said, you know what, this is this is going to be the end of it. And mm. for that not to have got leaked is an achievement in itself in, yeah. in, in, in football nowadays. But Tom, you know what it is? I'll take it back quickly to West Ham, right? Went to that game. Um, I actually got that ticket for the ballot. Even I still can't believe it, to be mm. honest. But I think what... That, that's, I don't know, I don't know, anger's probably not the right word that aimed at Arteta. Well, it is with some of our fans, if I'm being honest. But I think what it is, you mentioned, you've touched on it. Because Villa have been so good, even going towards the back end of last season, obviously Newcastle did what they did last season. Um, mm. Liverpool have had a resur resurgence this season. Because it's the most wide open Premier League in, in our lifetime, let's be honest. Um, even though City are kind of favourites anyway. Um, and there's an opportunity for Arsenal to rectify what happened last season it's not a gimme but I think that's where the frustration comes in um, and actually I was quite surprised I said to you before I was concerned about Arsenal coming into the Champions League this season because I thought we'd struggle I generally thought mm. we would um, irrespective mm. of whoever we came up against but has it surprised you a bit um, and how much you put that down to Arteta that we've actually been better football wise on the eye in the Champions League and in the Premier League it's not it's, it's kind of failed to take lift off really I think um, I think the Premier League teams are more savvy to us. Um, they recognise what we did last season and you know play a different style to um, to what we experienced in the in in the Champions League because they have they now sit deeper. They respect us more than they did last season, and so because of that, I think that's why we've struggled to look as good in the Premier League. I think if you look at the Champions League games. They look more like the games of last season where it's more open, more free-flowing, more goal-scoring. And also those teams like Lons and PSV and Sevilla to a degree as well have played their own game against us. And that's why I've said I feel like the Champions League is an opportunity this season, whereas the Premier League less so um, because the Premier League is going to be tougher. The Champions League, we're going to face teams like Porto, I think, are going to be relatively open. I don't look at Porto as, as a side that are going to sit back, they're going to attack us and we've got to be ready for that. But also we've got to try and exploit that to our ability also and hopefully that favours uh, us somewhat so we'll have to see how we get on but that should be a minimum expectation of getting past Porto in the, in the Champions League last 16 we've not been in a quarter final for more than 10 years in the Champions yeah. League the last time we were in a quarter final you know I think it was what 2010 I think um, oh, yeah. 
Mm. Uh, my, yeah, my, my memory of that, I'm, I'm going to go back oh, 14 years to when I was 15. So, <laughs> Tom, um, that, that, that's a long time ago, Tom. Sorry, I had to get that there. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it is that. I'm going to I'm going to go have a look while I'm talking. But yeah, Arsenal get into a Champions League quarter final. The biggest critics of Arteta won't like it, but it will be sinners in some ways progress in that tournament. Yeah, nine oh nine ten was the last time we lost four one in Barcelona. Messi Ooh. scored. Yeah. Uh, of course he did. Uh, Nicholas Bentner actually put us one nil up um, in that game, and then Messi went and scored, and then Messi went and scored again, and then Messi went and scored again, and then he scored again and got four goals in that game. So, you know, it's a different sphere. The Champions League we're talked about as like fourth favourites. Yeah, I can't remember a time when Arsenal were four favourites for the Champions no. League. Definitely, no, I think no you're way, looking yeah. at you know you're going back to two thousand and four, um, yeah. two thousand three, two thousand and four when Arsenal were considered to be, and I'm talking at the start of the competition, when Arsenal were talked about in the top five teams in the tournament. But yeah, Arteta has got Arsenal into a position where they are considered in the top five competitive teams in the world right now. That's where Arsenal are as a club, is that's where we're considered to be. So that in itself is an achievement and we have to continue to progress forwards across these competitions. Well said, Tom. People... If you if you if you've never seen Tom in your entire life in the Guna Talk TV, the title is in the, the 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 channel link is in the title. So just click the, the highlight in blue. Just just subscribe to the Guna Talk TV. Want to get into as many subscribers as possible so you could get to hundred thousand and start doing live streams every single day, every hour. But you do that anyways. Doesn't matter. But um, yeah, smash the like button, people, please. Um, Tom, um, I've labelled this section kind of strengths, weaknesses, and concerns with Mikel Arteta. Um, I had this discussion with you and your channel quite a few times in terms of when, where does it, where does, where does the sort of the buck stop in terms of it's his first job and it's you know he's still going to make mistakes and has that has that conversation gone by the wayside a little bit with him or let me give a bit more context. I'm going to sort of answer it in two different ways. One as an Arsenal fan and mm. two in terms of your job. So mm. in terms of a fan, what what strengths do you think he's shown? Um, in terms of his coaching methods or style uh, in a positive way at Arsenal um, and also his weaknesses as well? Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, like, development of players. Like, you look how much Odegaard has improved. Like, Odegaard was talked about as a player in, you know, joining Real Madrid as a 16-year-old as this going to be the next big thing. Never did it. And went on loan a lot of places, improved, went to Sociedad, looked good. Came to us, looks decent. But since we've got him on a permanent, Arteta has turned him into one of the best attacking midfielders in the league, um, in the world, arguably. Um, and that's down to him. Bakaya Saka, Martinelli have come on leaps and bounds. Ben White as a player, you look at what he's done. Saliba, yes, as well. I know he was already, you know, a really exciting talent, but he's progressed massively. Gabriel Magalhaes as a player, look what he's done, how he's progressed. Rice has become a better player at Arsenal already. You know, I think that Smith Rowe, obviously, I know he's not been given the opportunities recently when he's suffered with injuries, but Arteta turned him into a starting Premier League player in that season in which we nearly got top four and only were just picked by Spurs in the end. Um, and I think that what Arteta has, and I think it's both a positive and can be a negative, is his is ruthlessness. I think we've we've lacked a manager that's that's um had that kind of iron fist, if you will, sometimes, and he's not He's not afraid to make decisions which people aren't going to always agree with. Like we talk about the goalkeeping situation. 
if that goalkeeping situation turns out to be the positive in the long run, it will be against the grain because most Arsenal fans, me included, probably would have been happy to see Aaron Ramsdale continue. But if David Raya turns out to be a better keeper for us, and I look at that game against Palace and the performance he had in that game, and I think well, if he can have that type of performance week in, week out for Arsenal, then yeah, I can absolutely understand why he's brought David Raya in to be that replacement. His weakness, of course, is, I think, again, we've already alluded to it, that stubbornness can sometimes be a bit of a drawback for him. Um, yes. And I think that the the kind of Havertz deal is a question mark. Um, the decision about the goalkeeping situation, whether or not that is and will prove to be the right decision, still is up for debate. Um, but I still think that there is so much more evidence that the investment that we make under Arteta, the talent identification under Arteta, has turned Arsenal from a team that were 11th when he took the job into a team that is now embarking on its second season as a title challenger. And of course, back into the Champions League and now the fourth to fifth favourite amongst all clubs in Europe for that competition. And so therefore, I think that his individual, like what his impact is on the team, the way in which he brings a community and a, a family togetherness about Arsenal. It's something of a siege mentality, I think, sometimes. Arsenal that's been generated under Arteta. He gets people singing off the same hymn sheet most of the time. Yes, there's some question marks this season, but I don't think we can talk about him as an inexperienced coach anymore because when yeah, you well keep said. someone in the job for as long as he is, you know, yes, he's still learning, but every coach learns, no matter if they're 40 or whether they're 60 or they're 70, you're still learning on the job. It's He's going to be judged on his merit. I certainly don't use the fact that he's a young coach or an inexperienced coach to defend him anymore because I don't think it is a defence anymore. I, I have to judge him on his merit and I defend him on the things that I think he's worthy of being defended for and that's on the things he's done and I criticise him based on the things that I think he still needs to do better. So he is a very good coach. I'm still yet to be convinced whether he's going to be an elite manager, um, but I'm hopeful. He's given me that hope. Oh, Thomas, I hope that kills you. And to and to dwell to dwell even further into it, Tom, mm. because I don't get you on very often. So I like to pick you, like to not interrogate you. That's a wrong word. That's this is this is not, I don't mind. This is not, <laughs> not please question it. But um I think for me, my concerns, and I mentioned this on my channel, um, mm. I even clicked it, I think, even. Um one thing about top level sport, um, in terms of coaches or or, or managers is um, one, thing I, one thing I look for is adaptability um, if something's not working. I, I, that's my concern with him. Yeah. Um, if plan A isn't working, are you prepared to go for plan B? If he even has one, Tom. Yes, you have a certain way of playing. I understand the whole inverted role thing, but then why don't you do it from the right-hand side? But then people will go, yeah, but Albert, you know, we tried Thomas Party there. Right, but I wouldn't play him there. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't. It doesn't just have to be Zinchenko from that side of the pitch, or even substitutions bring on people with two, three minutes to go when you're chasing a goal. I mean, with the adaptability side of it, mm. I, I might. Do, do you disagree, or do you agree, or would you like to see him be a little bit more adaptable and get away from Planet A? Yeah, of course I would. I think that sometimes we are too rigid, rigid. in what we do, um, and I think that we need to be a little bit more fluid in terms of not not how we play, but fluid in terms of how we change system, change tactic. Um, people talk about we're not looking as fluid. I don't really like that word, to be honest, being used. I don't think it's to do with that because I think actually 
we do create a lot of chances and still have created lots. We've lacked finishing this season. But if something's not working, then we need to start trying to create different types of chances. So Arteta needs to be a bit more malleable, I guess, to to looking at creating more uh, different types of opportunities that are going to be more hurtful to the opponent that we're facing. I think that if you look at the numbers, and I know not everyone likes doing that, and a lot of people like taking the mick out of the fact that the metrics are this and that and that they judge it on results, and that's fine. I, I respect that. But if the underlying numbers are saying that we're you know, tracking to be one of the best teams in the league this season. And actually, in some senses, I think there's a stat suggesting we're outperforming Liverpool in terms of like, um, so there's a couple of attacking stats. I'll see if I can find them. Um, that suggest we're outperforming Liverpool in some areas. It shows you that the potential that we, we've got. Um, but at the same time, of course, we have to deliver. And that's the different, that's the, the different aspect of it, which at the moment we've still kind of have lacked somewhat. Um, yeah, Tom, with that, is, do you think that's to do more so with, obviously, some of the playing staff at the club? But I also mm. think, Tom, I think he's petrified of what happened last season, how we, lo- how we lost the league title. I, I, I think well, that's he's how he's, that's why he's now. changed so much about this season. Yeah. I mean, I get the performance. For example, when we played City at home, yeah. I, I completely understood that performance. But not when you're playing, you know, the likes of West Ham at home and, and, and Fulham away, you know, putting in... Particularly Fulham away, that that was an absolute. Oh, Fulham was, was terrible. Yeah. That was that was terrible. Yeah. I was so angry doing the watch long for that game. I was I was Tommy never seen me like that before. Trust me, you swear in and carry on. I was I was I was so so angry. But um, yeah. No, fair play. I'm, I haven't got you for I've got another for like four and a half minutes. So um, I've, I'm kind of almost there. But I think for me, um, sort of moving on pretty quickly. In terms of transfers, um. I said to I said that I said this generally speaking that if I was an Arsenal fan, taking into consideration what I've seen in January in the past, mm. there is a possibility, and Arsenal fans won't like it, but I, I don't care because it's my opinion. Um, there's a possibility it might not bring anybody in. Mm. There is a strong I think that's most likely what will happen. And, and yeah, and because if you look at the transfer window in in its entirety, there's not been a lot of business done now. I know again, like I said, it's going to frustrate Arsenal fans because we're in a title run. Um, but Tom, for you, where do, what's the priority if Arsenal do bring somebody in? Mm. Um, and with the striker situation, again, as a as a fan and as someone that is works in the job that you do, you know who I would like personally as a striker. Mm. I think you do. I, I told you actually, to be honest. I hope you remember. But um, who would you like personally in terms of a striker? Mm. I think Arsenal will get. Because it's going to happen in the summer. I don't care what anyone tells me. I think it will anyway. And obviously, what's the priority if we do bring someone in this window? Um, Striker's tough, obviously, because if if you're trying to find somebody to upgrade and grab your old Jesus, no matter what people think of him, he's still a very good centre-forward. So you're going to have to spend a lot of money to bring someone in that's better. Mm. Or you look at bringing somebody in that's younger that can become better than Gabriel Jesus, which I think is more likely. I don't see Ozzyman happening. I don't see um like a Vlahovic happening no. I think that what Tony's possible that's in the summer he's definitely possible Tom do you want I'm him I'm not Tom? sure if I want to spend the amount of I'm money it would take to him. get Tony that's the thing I've got with him is the price tag I just don't think it's <laughs> I just don't think I just don't think there's any justification for spending 80 million Ivan Tony at 28 years of age I just don't see it like I'd go to Newcastle and be like, look, he's 20 million pound more and he's a hundred million 
and we'll take Alexander Izak off your hands. You know, mm. I would love to see Alexander Izak at Arsenal. I think he's he's shown in the Premier League what he's capable of. Yes, there's some injury concerns he's had, sure. But I think at that age, at 24, I think now, um, yes, it's a far better investment of that money uh, into a player than it is spending 80 million on on Tony. In terms of this window, the likelihood oh, is the yeah. only business we can do is temporary. So mm. it would be a loan, in which case I don't think you can find a striker. Um, no. I don't think there's a loan player that's available. In which case, I think you have to look for the midfield or you look at the fullback areas because Timber's injury is still as long as it might be. We we have consistent injury problems with Zinchenko and Tomiyasu. So I'd be looking to bring in a, a fullback, uh, I think, on loan. Um, if not a fullback, then a midfielder. Uh, could you do a loan with an option for certain players? Maybe, but again how feasible that is with this amount of time left in the window, I don't know. Um, and, and how open clubs would be to including an option in a loan player that's going to be good enough to sign for Arsenal, again, is going to be a bit of a question mark when they can just wait to the summer and get a bigger fee and negotiate with more clubs. So, yeah, it's going to be very difficult to get any business done during January. If it is, I'd expect it to be a loan, which would probably be, if any time, on deadline day. Um, and it might be reacting to something rather than being proactive about something like an injury or whatever. But uh, I, I wouldn't be... In you know that optimistic, I'm afraid about any players coming in because of these profit and sustainability regulations. Not, and I want to stress, like for people that get frustrated about this, it's nothing to do with Arsenal being if, reluctant to spend. It's these rules. Yeah. No, I will say, Tom. One more thing before I let you go. Um, hmm. One thing I want to see Mikel do is because it is his squad, it is your players. You've kept some of them here, and I and I always go back to this quote. I remember we had the the best of enemies. Um documentary of Vieira and Keane and Vieira was asked about Arsene Wenger like in terms of his strengths and weaknesses and he gave the same answer for both yeah. trust I think Arteta needs to do a bit more of the players that he's got so look, I love Bakayi Saka as you know star boy Nigerian origin rest of it but he should be taken out of the team trust mm. your players more Yes, they might be not be the same level to the your your starting 11 but you have you, you you've kept some of the players here you have to utilize them. They can't be bench warming in a, a critical part of the season or during the season. Like there's times when you can hook players off, but mm. again, it comes back to come that comes back to adaptability and flexibility and trust trust your players, man. That I, I, that's my that's my criticism of him. Yeah, I the Saka one's a really interesting one. Yes, he's not been in good form. I just never see. I just don't think there's ever an eleven where I wouldn't pick him. Like, Even just, just to give him that, you know. Yeah, that I know. I know what you mean. Like, obviously, they went to Dubai and they had a weekend off, and so that's two weeks of rest, if you like. Yeah. I don't know who you play. Like instead of him, like you can say Nelson. We can say Trossard, Martinelli on the right, Trossard left, maybe Jesus on the right, and Ketia through the middle. I, I, again, I just don't ever see a game where I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't start Saka today. I just think that he can be so tremendous and so game-changing. But maybe you're right. Maybe we do need to, to to put him on the bench for a game, bring him off the bench, sure. give him a little bit of a buzz, an injection of you know urgency. I just never see a game where I can see that happening. Like, he will always start, always. All oh, right. Okay. And listen, this is coming from... Listen, anyone knows me speak about Saka, knows me of mm. what I feel about him. No, it's going from a good place. Yeah, I yeah. just think, yeah, just give it that fire in the belly. You've done it with Martinelli. He looks a bit more rejuvenated and... Just mm. as, as you, you can do that to players, Mikel. It's possible. You know, you mm. don't have to play every week. But um, Tom, I know I've obviously I've, no, I haven't got you for long. So um, 
I want to thank you for coming on Albert JTV for our, our beautiful breakfast show without no breakfast, by the way, to let you know, people. <laughs> um, Tom, what, what what's next coming on your channel, mate? Uh, tomorrow morning, of course, 8 a.m. as always, uh, we'll have a show, and I think we'll have a probably a phone-in show around our tether actually this week at some point about <laughs> the renewal, and right, okay. so that'll be fun getting people's views on on that. So yeah, tune in. Yeah, so big up to the people in the chat. Thank you once again for joining Albert J TV for his weekly surgery, straight weekend surgery, getting the Guna Talk TV. Subscribe, people. Tom, looking forward to your your show next month, twenty second mm. of February, is it? Twenty uh, second, yeah. Yes, so I'll look forward to it, Tom. Don't obviously you haven't announced a guest yet, but it's fine. I, I don't mind. It's a surprise, surprise, mate. It's gonna be a surprise. <laughs> right, let me let me get that last comment up before we go. That would be something for the fooling. Yeah, of course, of course, mm. of course. But um, people, big up to you in the chat. That is Albert JTV over and out for the lovely breakfast show with the Guna Talk TV. We'll be back again, people, shortly on another stream with Albert JTV. I'll see you soon. Good night. God bless and good morning. Mm.